This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hi, my name is Steve. You're listening to Bible Toolbox. What did the first church discuss about Christ? Okay. Um, if you turn to the book of Acts, and I'm sure most of you know this passage of Scripture, uh, Luke records this, Acts chapter 2, starting at 46. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with gladness and generous hearts, praising God and having in favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Wow. The early church did not have a building, okay? Um, most congregations and most churches have a church hall or assembly hall where they come together at least on a Sunday or several times a week. They did not have that luxury uh, during the first century. Instead, they met together in homes, and if you rent, they went, also read in the book of Acts chapter 2, they went from house to house daily. Not all of them, but some of them, as they decided, they went to house to house daily where they broke bread, they uh, kept in the apostles' doctrine, they prayed, they sang. This is their fellowship. This is what they did, okay? So I, while I'm sure that the major topic of teaching and sharing uh, amongst the Christians in those days was the resurrection of Christ and even Lazarus while he was still alive, because in John chapter 12, um, John talks about Lazarus. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well, for on account of him, Many of the Jews were going to Jesus and believing in him, okay? Lazarus was a major figure being raised from the dead. I'm sure that if Lazarus walked into somebody's house today, the first question you'd ask was, well, what happened? When you died, where did you go? Was your spirit with God? Were you in paradise? And when you came back again, had things changed? What did you feel? What did you think? How did your spirit cope with these things? And I'm sure that in the first church, if Lazarus was a part of it, and I'm sure he was, I'm sure that people asked him all of these kinds of questions, which would come back to one thing. I didn't do anything. Christ raised me from the dead by his power, by his power. I'm sure resurrection was a major topic of the first church. Were there formal church services in the early church? Maybe like we have today, you know, a structured service, you know, where we sing so many songs, we pray so many times, um, that uh, we uh, partake in the Lord's table and we hear the message um, given by the pastor or somebody of, uh, somebody of that nature. Is this is how you think they've... I don't think so. I think they met around homes, in homes, because homes were informal. Homes are informal. I can remember asking somebody, say, would, would you like to come with me on a Sunday morning so we could worship together? I can remember someone saying to me, oh, I'm sorry, but I don't belong to your church. Well, I didn't ask whether you belonged. I just wanted to know if you wanted to come and share fellowship in a church, okay? In a home, you could say to the next door neighbor, look, we're, having a, we're, ha we're here and we're celebrating Christ. Would you like to come and share? It's easier to go to a home into a formal building because people are saying, well, he's my neighbor. I know him. I wonder what's going on there. I mean, they're always happy. They're singing. They're sharing this, and they're sitting around the table and sharing the Lord's table. I don't know what that's all about. It's easier to go out of a home. It's informal. 
And when somebody shares something, you can ask questions. You say, wait a minute, wait a minute. When this happened, were you there? You saw this? Wow. I think the first church had more of an active testimony and an active witnessing than perhaps even we do today, that they were spiritually attuned to things that we do not see. Well, there were wide witnesses of Christ's teaching during his three years. Okay? There were eyewitnesses of his healing as well. Okay? I would like to think, and this is just me, don't take this as scripture, that the truth of the first church was evident in the explosive growth of the church, despite the opposition, the threats, the intimidation, and even persecution. I would like to believe that there were those there who personally testified for Christ who were in the churches, like the widow of Nain, whose son was raised from the dead, or like the daughter of Jairus, who was also raised from the dead, perhaps even the centurion in charge of the crucifixion who confessed Christ, the Samaritan woodman at the well, Mary and Martha, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus, who buried Christ's body, blind Bartimaeus of Jericho, whom Jesus healed, Zacchaeus, the former tax collector, and others who were personally touched by Christ. I would like to think that they were part of this explosive growth of the church, that as they met in homes, not one home, but many, many homes in Jerusalem, I mean, there were 3,000 that accepted the Lord on the first day, then all those homes, all those people were sharing what they saw, the eyewitnesses who were there. The people say, I was there when Lazarus was raised from the dead. I was in the room crying outside the room when Jesus raised the daughter of Jairus. And you could question them. You could say, wait a minute, are you sure this is right? Are you sure that little girl wasn't just sleeping? Because that was the accusation, if you read the gospel. She was just sleeping, and Christ had to put people out of the room because of their unbelief. Maybe one of the people who did not believe in Christ after Jairus' daughter was raised from the dead became part of the church and said, I was one of them who mocked him. I'm the one who disbelieved what he did. But with my own eyes, with my own eyes, I saw her raised from the dead. So I often wonder, what did they discuss about Christ? They probably discussed his resurrection. They probably discussed the healing. They probably even discussed his teachings, okay? And there are some uh, there are some people in the second century, after the first century was over and the second began, who revealed what was discussed in these early churches. One of the passages of Scripture that they was discussed was from Mark 13:31. The heavens and earth shall pass away, but my words will never pass away. Also uh, recorded by other people after the first century, the Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of spirit and in life. That's John chapter 6 and verse 63. These were important to the first Christians. These are the things that they were discussing. Jesus said this? What did he mean? Who was he talking to? Were you there? Do you know somebody who was there? What did they say? Then one of the other passages that I really uh, take to heart is from John chapter 6, 6, uh, 67 and 68. This is what John writes. You do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. Wow. If you're in the first church, 
and you're sitting there with 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 other Christians of like mind in someone's home, and you say, "Listen, I wasn't there, but I talked to Simon Peter. This is what he said. This is the words that he remembers. Christ spoke to him. You want to leave too? Lord, we have nowhere to go. Nobody else has the words of life. Only you have the words of life." That statement was true 2,000 years ago, as it is today, as it is today. Then one of the other things that one of the church fathers wrote about Christ that was discussed uh, amongst the early Christians was from John chapter 15. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you will, and it will be done for you. To This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, allowing, showing yourselves to be my disciples. How today do we show that we're his Christ's disciples? By bearing much fruit, okay? By sharing, by sharing the love of Christ, by sharing the mercy and the grace, by sharing that what we have with those who do not have. Are there people around you that do not have? I see them every day. I see people begging at the traffic lights every day. Now, you can't give to everyone, but there's some people that you can give to that will make a difference in their life. And sometimes that little bit of difference will make a major impact in their, in their heart and in their life. We don't do it because we feel sorry for somebody. We do it because we share what God has already blessed us with, that our compassion sees beyond ourselves into the world that's around us. So the question we have today is, What's for us today? What do we discuss? When you get together with your Christian friends, what do you talk about? Do you share the word? Do you point to something that's important to you? And say, oh, I, read this in the, I read this in my daily, daily Bible reading today, and this has impacted me? Sad to say, I don't find that too much anymore. It used to be, but I don't find it too much anymore. But I hope that today you will share. Share yourself Share the word, share what you know about Christ. My name is Steve. Thanks so much for listening. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.